Welcome to Group Chat. Only on Dash Radio. On the 1234 World Station. Every Saturday morning, 10 to 12 Eastern, 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific. My name's Juwan. My name's Jack. This is Kev. And this is Soft Glass. And we'll be right back after a quick song break on Group Chat. <laughs> yeah. Tanto tiempo disfrutamos de este amor. Nuestras almas se acercaron. Tanto así que yo guardo tu sabor, pero tú llevas también sabor a mí. Si negaras mi presencia en tu vivir, bastaría abrazarte y conversar. Tanta vida yo te di que por fuerza tienes ya. Sabor a mí No pretendo Ser tu dueña No soy nada Yo no tengo vanidad En mi vida Doy lo bueno Soy tan pobre Que otra cosa puedo dar Pasarán más de mil años Muchos más Yo no sé si tenga amor la eternidad Pero allá tal como aquí En la boca llevarás Sabor a mí Sabor a mí Welcome back to Group Chat, your number one Saboroso Musica station. Oof. That was Kali Uchis with Sabor a Mi cover. Shout out Joba with the keys on that track. Yes, sir. Super smooth. Or should I say, suave. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, we have kind of an, a little announcement to make. We shifted our schedule of posting... And airing on Dash to Saturday mornings. It happened, guys. We got canned. Okay. <laughs> Nine episodes and it finally happened. They figured out what was going on and they pulled the plug. Wednesday time slot was too important for us. It was too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so now, as you heard us say in the intro, we're on Dash from 10 to 12 Eastern time in the mornings, which is 7 to 9 Pacific. So if you're waking up on the beach in Cali doing yoga... You know what to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds perfect. This fulfills my life dream of like having a morning cartoon like show <laughs> on a Saturday morning. I don't know about you guys, but the idea of that is awesome to me. Like Saturday morning, something cool. I wouldn't say it's like a lifelong dream, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Making dreams happen. And this is basically a cartoon. We we are basically cartoon characters at this point. We got Dishwasher Man, <laughs> we got Chill Man with Kev, we got Jack with... Anyway. <laughs> so it actually, it's it's fitting. 
So, how was your week, guys? Well, oh yeah. It's been Duh, so long. We also didn't say that we're also going to every other week now. Yeah, that's happening. Uh, temporarily, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're trying it out. Yeah. We're definitely, yeah, and, and it'll allow us to, we're going to bring you the best possible show. And now we have two weeks to even make it better. So we're excited to up the production value, like, with sound effects like this. And this. And maybe even a couple random songs like this. So... I'm going to keep that. <laughs> I'm just going to auto-tune that. <laughs> we got a new auto-tune machine in here. It's right here in the middle of the desk. So <laughs> we'll be doing a lot of auto-tune. But yeah, it's just, you know, we're going to try it out and still continue to give you guys the best possible content and have fun with it. And we did it because we were recording on Sundays and they were airing on Wednesdays and it was a very short time frame to edit. So... We're just giving us a little more breathing room. Hopefully you guys stick with it. Yeah, no, we're all very passionate about this show. Um, yeah, I think that we will do whatever is best for the show. And it's still an early show, so the format might change. We might play around with that. But the, the, the goal for all of us is just to bring the best possible content for you guys, everyone who listens. So we're really excited about the shift and what we're going to be able to do and jam-pack every episode with just nonsense the best content yeah sounds good or the worst content even we're getting worse (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, back to our weeks yeah multiple weeks our multiple weeks are two how how have your last two weeks been guys kev dude my eyes have been taken like a toll this two weeks yeah too much daredevil uh that's well no i actually haven't started that but we have House of Cards. Oh, that's right. Which, Jack, you should probably get back to it. Give it a chance. I don't know. Kev, you, you finished I it? I finished it. Yeah, it's, it's good, right? It's back It's back to its... It's back to form? One and two yeah. seasons. Yeah. It reminds me of season two. Yeah, it's a pretty lot. close to that. So, it, yeah. It moves, like... I just feel bored with it. I don't know. Well, season three sucked. I know, but it's just, I'm, like, the whole topic yeah true just feel bored with i think it's cool because and i i don't know how they how much they planned it but you could see the the parallels between the show and what's happening now like in the real political landscape it was so weird it's cool it's cool though it's really cool it was Uh, like yeah so relatable to what's exactly and like right now we have the primaries going and Mm -hmm. the show they it's the primaries and by the way, we're turning this into a show strictly about politics. Yeah. <laughs> no, more, no more sports, no more music, no more movies. Guys, where do you stand on our, uh, on our foreign policy? No, but, but it, is, it, it is cool. I think the show did a really dope job with kind of connecting it to real life. And mm-hmm. because it is so closely tied to what's really going on, I felt like I felt even more intrigued because... That's why, that's why that was kind of the lore of the show right like when it first came on Netflix it was like a weird window into politics where obviously it's dramatized but it was cool to see kind of how things work and whatnot mm-hmm. but it's funny also because before people were like oh this show is so out of hand like it's so unrealistic and now with everything going on it's like oh wait 
No. Just, yeah. <laughs> the show might be even less realistic than, or more like, boring than real life yeah. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Pretty much. So what else, Gab? Um, The Division came out. I don't know if you Oh, did you pick aware. it up? Yeah. Uh-oh. That game. Tell people what it is for those who don't know. So yeah, a few Two guys... of us here sitting <laughs> at the table. I mean, I, I have a vague idea. I have no idea. Okay, but please. basically, The Division is this RPG, which is a role-playing game, that takes place in the middle of New York. So you're playing like in Manhattan and little part of Brooklyn, like right under the bridge and whatnot. And you have between, I would say like Central Park to about Union Square. And it's this like post-apocalyptic but futuristic New York that you're trying to save from this virus outbreak and you're like the savior like everything is on you they don't really tell you that but that's pretty much what you are and you're trying to find the cure and basically it's an open world full of like gangbangers people that got out of Rikers that are trying to take over the city and I believe the game's always online too right yeah, you're always online, so, like, people could just join you. You could build, like, a squad and have, like, a gang and just roam the streets and, like, kill people and find stuff. And, yeah, it's just, like, I'm not that gamer that is, like, super into RPG games, but this is probably, like, the first one that works for me. How is it geographically accurate? So, I... I insanely like accurate it's like scary when you go to i know this because i used to take a, a lot of buses from port authority if you go down like ninth avenue i believe and you see the port authority you see port authority you see like the bridges uh, the bridges where like the buses go by and then in the corner there's like this dollar pizza and they actually have oh <laughs> a God. pizzeria in the corner i was like oh that blew my mind but the game is just awesome and there's so many like references to like the world that we are in today and like a lot of easter eggs so they have like have you guys seen what's it called that will smith movie? i am legend mm-hmm. yeah you see that scene where there's like a mannequin like in grand central they have a mannequin in grand central there yeah the one that he like i don't know talks to or something yeah. and there's like a bunch of little stuff like that you know, like, um, throughout the city, there's a bunch of, like, graffiti walls and walls of art. There's a whole wall that is, um, those cartoons are Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just have, like, a bunch of little stuff like that that make it fun to find. And- no, stop. Do you think it, uh, the fact that it's third person made it appeal to you? Or, like... I'm actually, like, a... I'm big into first person shooters. Okay, so did you play any of, uh, Destiny? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, I never and got into that. I'll tell you that I think that the people that created Destiny wish they had something like The Division. Because the, the the Destiny is like a mess. It has a lot of the, the elements that Destiny has when it comes to like ranking up your weapons and the yeah. armor. But it's just so much easier to understand in The Division and it works so well. And Yeah, we'll see though. It It is Ubisoft. Yeah. So... Um, that developer is notoriously known for just glitchy uh, paywall. There are uh, g- video game like it's game not design. a perfect game at all. Yeah, 
but it's I would say it's probably like the best open world game that Ubisoft has ever made, including like the Assassin's Creed. Series yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But yeah, I've just been doing a bunch of watching and playing a lot of screens a lot of screens there's this thing that happens to me (laughs) i guess i get too focused in the games that i don't blink i don't know if that happens to you guys (laughs) and my eye it literally feels like you're sticking a needle into it by like dude that's not healthy yeah it's not sometimes i I was playing like with friends and cousins because everyone was online that week like dude i have to take a break my eyes hurt <laughs> literally like physically hurt and yeah but what about you guys jack what have you been up to man yeah well going based off like tv show stuff first i finished uh, mozart in the jungle which i mentioned i had started mm-hmm. it was a good show i liked it lola kirk is really good in it i kind of started watching it because of her because I'd seen Mistress America, which she was in, and I liked her in that. And she was even better in this series than in the movie. So that was, it was good. It's a good series. Wait, can I, so it's called Mozart in the Jungle. Yeah. For whatever reason, I just have this image of like Tarzan, but like, who's very talented at playing the piano. I don't know like why (laughs) that's the, it's not like that. No, it's basically about the New York Philharmonic, but in like this, it's, it's like a TV drama like a fictional thing what time period is it set in like current times oh per- present day yeah oh, cool. and it's it's like how the philharmonic is like changing with younger members and they bring in this new guy to be the conductor who's a lot younger and he's spanish and stuff so it's all these battles they're facing and also with like the board and trying to get funding and stuff like that that's dope so it's it's interesting where yeah. do you watch it amazon it's an amazon okay. show all right and and then I started another one which I had like watched one episode of before, My So Called Life. Mm-hmm. Classic like teenage show. Yeah. From like the nineties I believe. And it's good so far. I had yeah, I'd seen like one episode before. And it was fine, but it I kinda just took a break from it and then I've tried it out again and it's good. And then been watching a lot of the tournament which we'll get into and super happy that indiana and notre dame both won my teams yeah made it past the first two rounds which we'll get into yeah so that's been it's been so much fun i'll save the rest of that for when we get into it i've said we've I've said when we're getting to it about like three times in the past <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> really looking forward to that segment. It's understandable. Yeah, um, totally understandable. And then went hiking a couple times. Dope. And our renovations got finished. Oh, finally. In our house, yeah. So that was good. Uh, my grandpa turned 91. Ooh. So that Ooh. was cool. And then, yeah, that's most of it what about you guys um nothing man just been uh doing a bunch of production i've produced more in the last two weeks than i have in a long long time just like like 10 hour days of just working on music like recording stuff producing stuff editing stuff engineering stuff um i have i am i guess i'm executive producing 
at this point uh chargo's album so chargo their string duet uh with it one plays viola one plays strings or violin and they both sing as well and they write all their own music but we worked i mean we toured together a bunch last year and we had worked on a song together last year too or two years ago now i guess but now we're like we have an entire project and they've just been coming over for like long all-day sessions and it's just it's crazy man like you know you feel more exhausted after 12 hours of thinking very hard than if you were like doing physical activity all day Mm. you know it's 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 a very similar um exhaustion where it's like you finally take a second to like turn turn your brain off and then all of a sudden you're just you realize how tired you are and that's kind of been the last two weeks where it's just very very long sessions um been meeting with like publishing companies trying to just trying to get my money up guys i'm tired of being poor man (laughs) like that's just the truth like i'm just trying to take the, the this whole production thing to the next level you know trying to figure out trying to be creative in being creative you know finding creative ways to be creative i guess um i would add though like it was so awesome the other day i was in my house and i just get a notification from spotify like soft glass has a new song yeah i was like oh shit that is so cool no man yeah that's i guess we hadn't we hadn't talked since then i put all all my i put my ep on spotify Mm -hmm. and itunes and all that apple Apple music Music. and all that um and that was just that was overdue and i did that just to kind of start building the discography because my i've been working on this next project and that's gonna be like a way more official rollout with like the hype is building hopefully (laughs) (laughs) i i hope i'm just trying to do things the right way this time just kind of like a a neater like not life of pablo rollout (laughs) you know like the opposite of that he's updating it yeah (laughs) maybe by july the album will be done (laughs) exactly so just like setting a date releasing it digitally on the same day you know um Instead of like Kanye saying this is the best, you gotta pull like a Tyler and be like, "This is the worst album of all time. It's a piece of (laughs) shit." I mean, I'm way more prone to do that. I probably will do that. It'll probably come out, and I'll be like, "It's out, but don't even bother. Just don't even listen to it at this point. Just like, just like press like. Don't even listen to it. Just like it, and then go on with your day. But um, but yeah, just been working. Just been working on stuff, and and uh getting things in in line you know and watching i watched daredevil i'm like halfway done with it and it's pretty good but i finished it's like season two or something season two of daredevil on netflix and i finished house of cards but i I had finished that a while ago i finished that like the week it came out or like the weekend (laughs) it came out but yeah uh and then i'm uh couple other things that hopefully i'll be able to talk about on episode 10 but okay. yeah just, okay how about you juan yeah i'll keep this short uh <laughs> i uh it was my birthday actually my birthday week yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they, uh, it's a, what are the what are the young kids say these days the, the jordan 4-0. year right yeah <laughs> <laughs> big four <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys didn't know juan was 40 this whole time <laughs> 
<laughs> I hide it well. I hide it really well. Um, <laughs> that's why he's always talking about how like stressed out he is. Yeah, the kids were so loud last night. Barely got any sleep. <laughs> Little Tom, Tommy's going to sixth grade tomorrow. <laughs> sixth grade, dude. The kid's thirteen already. How old are sixth graders? They're like 11, uh, 10, 12? 11. 11? You would have had him when you were 30. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> would have. I did. Annoying ass kid. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> Tommy. That's why I'm doing the dishes all the goddamn time. <laughs> Cleaning up after that kid. Uh, no, I'm I'm just I, I watched Daredevil. Uh, I watched Girls last night. I finished all of Daredevil actually. I finished that show in two days. Ooh, probably the most inconsistent show. Like it'll go. It's, <laughs> it's just very. It's weird because you can tell when the writers change. So it'll go from really good writing to really cheap writing, and then I'm more frustrated that that cheap writing like worked on me. So they'll Wait. they'll pull like they do really they pull off really cheap writing mechanics where they'll like. You'll see a cliffhanger coming a mile away, but it's still like good enough that you just want to keep watching it. So I know that they're like egging me on, and I'm just, I just eat it all up. And but I know it's not great writing. It's interesting. Uh, that show needs a bigger budget too. Uh, it's it shows the budget is showing, and they need to be able to hold on to these cinematographers and writers for longer. But uh, but other than that, yeah, I watched Girls last night. Um, aside from TV. What else is going on? I'm, I'm just doing a lot of writing. I'm trying to... I, I made a checklist of all of the personal projects that I've been putting off, and I'm starting to check them off one by one. So it's it's exciting. It's stressful because there really aren't so many... I, I just think of... You know that, like, the phrase everyone's like, oh, there, there aren't enough hours in a day. I used to say that when I lived in, like, Tallahassee, Florida in college. <laughs> and no, I, I I loved my time there. It was, it was very slow paced, but... Man, I had no idea what time was and how valuable it is because there's no time to think. It's insane. Since and now that you're city. 40. <laughs> and now that I'm 40, between the kids and work and taxes. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, like I'm, ba- I'm going bald. <laughs> the cover for this episode should be like a photoshopped image of my head, like going bald. But, uh, but I'm almost done with Seinfeld. I've got like 20 episodes left, season nine. Less than 20, actually. I'm just going... Everything's just kind of a checklist right now, which sounds super depressing, but but it's weird being 23 because I, I just... I graduated from college about half a year ago, and I was... I felt really old in college because I was, I was 22, and then I moved here, and I'm the youngest person by, like, seven years in in that building. Yeah, so anytime I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm getting at old, everyone work. just... every At, at work, yeah, yeah. Everyone just kind of rolls their eyes. I mean, they're like, oh, whatever, you baby... No, I mean, I'm sure we can all kind of relate to that real quick. I mean, it's as younger people, I feel like, you know, you put in you put in a lot of time in what you do and it makes you feel like, you know, you've gone through a bunch of experiences and you feel older than, you know, when you were 20 or like when you were 18. But I'm about to turn 18. Word. (laughs) So we got a 40 year old and a 17 year old on the show. (laughs) But, uh, no, but yeah, man, I feel the same way. I mean, I'm 25, I feel like I'm, like, running out of time. I and mean, I tell that to people, and people will, like, laugh. Like, dude, you're, mm-hmm. like, midway through your 20s. It's, but you can't help how you feel about that kind of stuff. True. Yeah, and I always feel like a jerk when I'm like, you don't get it. 
I have because then that implies that like I have bigger aspirations than you, you know, like, and I want to accomplish more in my life. But, but you probably do. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, but you can't <laughs> say that. Like, you're just like, why not? Because you have to think about it. Even if you're equally motivated and things, I don't know. You and I were actually talking about this before the show. Like, you can't change the pace of time. And there's only so much you can do in a day. And I think for people who love to look at the big picture and get really and are really ambitious, that's both necessary but very very scary scary and produces a lot of anxiety and can sometimes be uh contradictory because then you can spend way too much time like i can't tell you how much time i spend like planning and then freaking out and then like <laughs> and then i'm not planning anymore and i'm not being productive so yeah. but yeah let's talk a, let's take a song break and then and talk about this whole march madness thing i've been hearing about Yep, be right back. Group chat. It doesn't hurt to be alone. It only hurts when you don't call. I packed my bags, took the long way home. Run through the storm is all I know. Call them the saints when I got tree to roll. I treat them like I treat myself No time to sleep when we're growing no I don't need nobody's help If only, if only you stayed by my side Through the water of darkness I'd make you see the light Lonely, so lonely, I see it in your eyes Don't fire fight the night, everything will be alright Just tell me where to go
Welcome back to Group Chat, your number one Snapchat celebrity station. That was Harry Hudson with Stop. <laughs> Fellow 1234 <laughs> members. Shout out Harry for being a beautiful human being. Um, so guys, something something about this March, this uh, this month of March, what it what, what could it Making be? It's me mad. Yeah, it's, I'm getting a little loco this month. Did <laughs> yeah. you say we crazy? March Madness, everyone. The greatest time of year if you're into college basketball and any sport. I mean, for me, it's like God. These four days, like the first four days of it, are just so exciting. Like one of my favorite sports times of year, if not number one just been insane to watch yeah I, I was never too into um college basketball outside of like florida state uh basketball games but it's interesting this 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 is the first year I, we all filled out brackets except for joel because he didn't make the deadline so he's simultaneously <laughs> like he's would, vicariously living through dude i was in those like chart. long like all day sessions i was like i, I kept getting your text I'm like all right yeah, as soon as we're done I'll, I'll sign up and then we we finished and i go to log in and then it was like the first game had just started so, <laughs> damn yeah, yeah so, so i made a bracket uh purely based on gut <laughs> feeling and team I, colors and team colors <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh and i was really excited because i thought i'm gonna get into it this will be the first year i do it's kind of like fantasy football right so far i've watched zero games Ooh, but wow. yeah we finished the first and second round so maybe towards the end i'll pick up but but as of right this now this is the best part man yeah <laughs> what do you mean I've been busy remember that whole spiel I had about not having any time of the day and how I'm stressing out big time just <laughs> gotta make time for this man little Tommy had a big dance recital this week he had to make like right when the first game was popping yeah yeah the kids <laughs> man uh, but it's funny during that spiel I also said I like binged 13 hours of Daredevil so maybe I should reorganize <laughs> my priorities uh, South class did you watch any I watched the um no, I did. Oh yeah. Yeah, I watched. <laughs> no, I did. I watched um, the end of the Texas A&M game, Ooh. Insane, which was crazy. Wait, does that count if you watch like the end of a game? I mean, that's the best. That's part. how I. Did. Okay, I'm just gonna start watching the a end. A lot of my great. watching, it was like the end of games. Jack would hit me up like, "Yo, two minutes on this <laughs> game is tied. Tune yeah. in." Oh, I. I. <laughs> that's yeah, and then the. The uh, Wisconsin game was crazy. I didn't watch it live, but immediately, mm -hmm. like after it was over, I checked it out. And then um, I watched a little bit of the Miami game just because Miami's actually good this year. Even that game was pretty good. Yeah, but that's it. All right, so I guess you guys are pretty much on mute this whole... No, I watched the highlights. <laughs> like, I didn't watch them live, but I watched the highlights of all the games. So okay, I know okay. what... I, I, I'm very familiar with all what's... Right, that makes sense. ...what's popping with the March Madness. Don't ostracize me for not <laughs> being glued to my TV. No, you I, you didn't say that, so how was I supposed <laughs> no, to know? No, I, 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 I watched all the highlights for okay. every single game. So you did morning. your homework. No, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and I just heard him talk about watching the highlights, so I think I'm also <laughs> qualified for him. What's uh, before we get started with specifics? Do we have like a rundown of who's on top so far between Jack? I don't know, Kev. I think you're at number I can one. Check right now. Yeah, like different sites <laughs> also. <laughs> different number sites one. do it differently too. All right. My bad. Which one my, are we my using? My bad, Joan, but I'm in We're first right now. We're using USA Today. <laughs> USA Today, that's a good plug. 
No, right now, but basically, like, I... It says I'm number one, but I won't be there for long. It's, like, the point setup. Basically, I chose more teams that won during the earlier rounds. But, like, the my two... Like two of the teams I had going to Final Four already right, out, yeah. and so your like, champion I'm not is gonna out. get many points on the later rounds. Who'd you pick as your champion? I had Michigan State. Oh, they lost <laughs> first round yeah. to who was it? Like Middle Tennessee. Yeah, Middle, Middle Tennessee. Tennessee. Wait, uh, Jack, who do you pick to win? Indiana. Nice. Who'd I pick to win? UNC, of nice. course. Yeah, UNC. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, UNC. UNC. Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, North Carolina. Hey. I thought you said USC. I was like, wait a sec. Nah. <laughs> it's funny in that, like, with Michigan State, ESPN said that after that loss, they had zero perfect brackets left, and That's out of crazy. like thirteen mm-hmm. million that had been submitted, and twenty, like around, it was like twenty three percent picked Michigan State to win it all. Yeah. Wait, zero perfect brackets? Correct. After, after the first game. round. No, after that one game. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Michigan State has like the num- number two or number three, arguably, best college player, which is Denzel Valentine right now. So everyone expected them at least to get to mm-hmm. Sweet 16, not lose to 15 seed. A 15 seed. Middle when Tennessee they were, like, State. A, a two seed. And. Even Middle- like even when Butler went on that Cinderella, or the two times they went on those Cinderella runs, they were still perfect brackets. So that blows my mind. Hmm. Like there wasn't one guy who like nope. accidentally filled it out wrong. No, that's so not bad. even if you're like a team hater. Yeah. <laughs> you just couldn't do it. Like nah, Michigan will make it. But yeah. I wonder what the coach says in the locker room after that one game. (laughs) We've got the best player. We've got the best player. We could have won one game. (laughs) It was crazy, too. They shot 56% from the field, and they hit 11 of 19 threes, but they trailed the whole game, Mm -hmm. and they couldn't make the comeback. They had some points, and Middle Tennessee stayed firm. Defense, dude. That's crazy. It was insane. It was statistically the third biggest upset of all time. But yeah. some people are saying, like, n- number one, like, mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was nuts. There was another big upset that first round, which is, was um, Baylor getting beat by Yale, just an Ivy League school. Oh, snap. Ivy League school have, like, no respect when it comes to sports. <laughs> and, yeah, they beat Baylor, which was a five seed. I just love, like, why is that? Uh, Ivy League schools don't get much respect. They just don't have much draw for... For sports, for, I don't for know. For young recruits. Yeah. I guess people that go there have, like, a path and careers and whatnot. And it's, like, the brightest of bright people, supposedly. Yeah. The school's focus is elsewhere, right? So yeah, they probably exactly. don't put so much into it. Okay. One of the crazier finishes was... In the first round, Northern Iowa versus Texas. It was tied up. Texas has tied it up 72-72 with 2.7 seconds left. And then Paul Jesperson from Northern Iowa gets the ball, dribbles down the court, heaves up a half-court shot, banks it in, time expires, everyone goes crazy. Texas will have a chance to tie or win it with a three. Taylor attacks, floats, even at 72, 2.7 left. 
Last chance for the Panthers. And he said he wouldn't take a timeout in this situation. Jesperson, half court heave for the ball. Jesperson does it. Supposedly, like the that was the first ever like win by a half court shot. Really? Like, March Mad yeah. Really? I don't know if I. Really? No, yeah. Like I was watching ESPN and they're like, yeah. So congrats to that. Wow. Because well. That's so hard to believe. They lost like, in the second round. <laughs> yeah. But they were basically saying like, oh, he has that at least to take with him. Yeah. It was, but it. Speaking of the second round, it was crazy because then they. Northern Iowa was on the other side of a miracle. Yeah. Which was one of the even more crazy things that happened. Texas A&M was down 12, under 40 seconds left. Under 40 they seconds. They came back and tied it. Like, I've never that seen that hurt before. Jesperson throws it in. Jones dunks it down. And can the Aggies pull off a miracle in Oklahoma City? Aggies have cut it to six with 22 seconds. There's still time to just attack the basket, score two. House tries the three and drills it. Daniel House has pulled the Aggies within three. That was like, they, I guess they never practice inbounding the ball. <laughs> like in practice, <laughs> like I feel like, like they there was twice where they tried to throw it off the guy and they both, missed. and then they just <laughs> threw it at the guy yeah, who would like get a layup. Bounced perfectly to their hands yeah with the open lane to make a layup and then yeah. they even scored though but even in that run uh they scored and then yeah it was a, a it was a, a 14 right to back. 2 run in 31 seconds jesperson will inbound Great the play. home run to carlson for the third. back to a two possession game inbound it right now and run some time but that's the thing that time they scored they scored too fast like yeah. they should have held the ball yeah. or try to get fouled but yeah because they were just really excited that they finally got the ball in. Yeah. So they just <laughs> ran the court. Strong coming to it. Washington trapped in the corner. No timeouts for the Panthers. So Washington throws it into the hands of the Aggies. Gilder lays it in. Tie game 71 with 1.9 seconds left. And then went into overtime. And overtime. And Texas A&M prevailed. So yeah, that had to hurt, man. Because after that, went in the first round, they probably thought they were like mm -hmm. destined to win this thing. You yeah, keeping the ball and could I mean? But you could when they got it into overtime, you have to imagine like there was no way that they that Texas A&M was losing that game. No way. After that happening, after yeah. 14 points in 30 seconds, there mm -hmm. was no way they were just going to get beat out in overtime. So they won the game when when they went into overtime, basically. Yeah. And then another crazy ending was when Cincinnati was playing St. Joseph's in the first round. So St. Joe's was down 76-75. They hit a three, only a few seconds left. St. Joseph's season comes down to this. Miles, that's a three. Got it. He got it. But then Cincinnati drive down, drives down the court. They get the ball down low. The guy dunks it to tie it as time expires. Payne, inside Ellis. Zero 
goes on the clock as the officials will no doubt go to the monitor. But then they review it so and call awful. the dunk off. So awful, man. It was by like, like a his tenth of a second. His fingertip was like still oh. touching the ball. And he could have like let it go earlier. Like it yeah. could have just been like a put in. Yeah. But they, it wasn't, and they called it off, and he's never going to live it down. Yeah, Octavius he, Ellis, a senior, too. <laughs> yeah. Wait, more importantly, what was the name of that school? St. Joseph's. St. Joseph's. Oh, well, Cincinnati, sorry. That one was Cincinnati. Oh, okay. But the other, the, the other they school... Played that... Cinci- <laughs> <laughs> they played St. Joe's. Cincinnati was the one who dunked it, but it got called off, so St. Joe's won. Okay, that's crazy. But... When the announcers say the other team's name, they say St. Joseph's. <laughs> I mean, St. Joe's is no, like they say a nickname. Joe's. St. Yeah. Joe's, okay. Yeah. I just want to clear. Hung up on that St. Joseph's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm thinking of the guy in the crowd with his shirt off. Yeah, go St. Joseph's. <laughs> like, nah, that's such an unorthodox. <laughs> no, they call it St. Joe's for short. Saint Joseph's. And then St. Awesome. Joe's played Oregon in the second round, and they kept it close, but they couldn't quite pull through. And there was a really funny play at the end where (laughs) basically this guy like lost control of the ball Oregon player got it and one of the St. Joe's players like tried to dive in straight up like trying to tackle the dude (laughs) from the ball but he was so late and it just looked like the most awkward thing ever but yeah like he was like three feet away from the ball he was just diving to get on top of a pile he just wanted that that, those hustle points he wanted his uh when he goes to the NBA, if he ever goes to the NBA, his, hus- his hustle ranking to be very high. In the Iowa versus Temple game, there was this unusual play, which I haven't really seen before, where they were trying to inbound it. And one guy came in like to the out-of-bounds line. He passed it to him. And then the guy who was initially inbounding it, he passed it back to him. Because was, it was like a full court press and stuff. And... That was I don't know I hadn't seen like someone do that yeah, in a while. Yeah, it just like confused everyone. Wait, he passed it back to the guy who passed it inbounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was like a give and go almost oh, from the out of bounds. Right, mm-hmm. and then that game went into overtime, and Iowa at the last second, this guy put up a shot. He airballed it, but it was so long that the other guy put it back as wow. time expired. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, Iowa won, and another crazy buzzer beater was in the second round of Wisconsin-Xavier, where it was tied up, and they inbound it, only a few seconds left, Wisconsin dribbles into the corner, shoots up a three, the guy, like, falls back into the bench, and wet water. Here we go. Two to go. Trip to the Sweet 16. Kaylee's got it. Rises up. The shot. And it's good! It's good! Wisconsin has won it! But he had just hit a huge three from like five mm-hmm. feet behind three like yeah. just to tie it up before that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, Bill Murray was in the crowd. Yep, that was so good. <laughs> Bill Murray was in the crowd, and he just, I feel like he just supplanted the Jordan face meme. Now it's going to yep. be the Murray face. And his son, Luke, is actually like an assistant yeah. coach at Xavier. Yeah. So that's why he was there. So that was that was a surprise to see. I saw Frank Comiskey was like going nuts. Like he was watching the game. I, I, I think I saw it on Twitter or something. But he was watching the game and he went crazy. Because 
they um like Frank Kaminsky and uh, Sam Decker they were part of a team that was like one of the better Wisconsin teams in recent history and it's just if they make a run again that organization I feel like is just gonna their recruiting is gonna be crazy for the next few years like they have two guys in the NBA mm-hmm. um, from the same team and now if they make a run in this year's tournament then they're gonna keep getting better well they're playing Notre Dame next one of my teams yeah so they're going down <laughs> and speaking of Notre Dame they beat Michigan in the first round wasn't it was close but it, they pulled through without too much hardship but then in the second round they played Stephen F Austin who's a 14 seed but they had beaten West Virginia in the first round who was a third well three seed yeah mm-hmm. so that game was actually pretty close and then in the second half SFA was down seven with nine minutes to go and they came back and then they were up five with two minutes left so I was getting a little not like nervous like I still had faith but I was like <laughs> shit like <laughs> this, is, this is not like a little too close for comfort so then Thomas walk up who SFA senior he was dominating like he was doing amazing he's a great player and but then in those final two minutes Notre Dame kept cutting cutting it like closer and closer and then they were down one with 47 seconds left so SFA has the ball they drive walk up misses a layup here's walk up Trail by one. Notre Dame has the ball. They're gonna let him play it out. Ten seconds. Last chance. Demetrius Jackson, Jackson, who had been doing really good for them in the final parts of the game, all game, has the ball. No one else I'd rather have the ball there. Puts up a shot. Misses. Gets the rebound. Puts it up. Misses. And then Ryan Fluger tips it in. As pretty much as time expires with like 1.5 seconds left, and I was literally jumping up and down yeah. as they were shooting that. I was going crazy. Yeah, it was insane. And it's crazy. I think he's like, cause he's a like a defensive specialist, right? And I think those were like the only two points he scored like the whole. Oh yeah, I saw that since like. And he hadn't had a field goal since March 5th. Right. Yeah. That's what I had seen. Yeah. Yeah. And this was only his second offensive rebound in the That's game. Insane. He just came through super clutch. So that was amazing. Yeah, so was fun awesome. to watch. And then my other team, Indiana. By the way, background for those who don't know, my mom's side of the family is from Indiana. Huge basketball state. And that's why I root for Indiana and Notre Dame. I also knew someone who used to work at Notre Dame. So that's why I root for them. And Indiana won their first game by 25 against Chattanooga. Not even close. But then they had to play Kentucky. A lot of people thought they weren't going to win. It's been a big rivalry. And they used to play in the regular season all the time. But then it stopped because Calipari got annoyed after Kentucky lost in like 2012. And it was like, it was at the IU uh, Arena. It's like a buzzer beater, insane. Everybody stormed. 
and then he wanted the games to be played on neutral courts, and they just haven't worked that out. <laughs> but anyway, so it's a big matchup, but Indiana prevailed. They won 73-67. They pretty much had it in control at the end, although Kentucky cut it to within two in the final minute. And it was funny because Thomas Bryant, who is IU's freshman center, he had actually got a scholarship offer from Kentucky, oh, wow. but he rejected it. Ooh. And he ended up scoring 15 points in the final seven minutes of oh. the game. And it was after they had had like a timeout around like the 7.30 mark. And Tom Crean, Indiana's coach, told him like, I want to see you attack more, like have some more points inside. And that motivated him and they got through. And he also hit some big free throws at the end he missed a couple too but he also hit two big ones with 10 seconds left that sealed the win so that was good i have them going all the way in my bracket and it's funny if indiana and notre dame both win their next game they'll play each other oh wow who would you who would you root for indiana but yeah it's it'll be tough you'd be cool either way yeah the good thing would be that i'd know at least one would be going through so yeah Mm But yeah, I mean, that that pretty much wraps it up for me. Kev, did you have anything else? No, that's pretty much. You handled every game there. <laughs> you worked that, Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> um, can't wait till uh, next episode. Because by then, the Indiana yeah. Notre Dame game would have already happened. Well, right? so we're recording this on Monday after these first stretch of games have happened show will be airing on saturday yeah but the next time indiana and notre dame both play is friday night okay so not against each other right but by the time people hear this their next games will have already been played but we'll talk about that next time yeah i'm rooting for indiana and notre dame now because god forbid they lose (laughs) jack is gonna be really cranky that episode (laughs) he's not gonna (laughs) say anything though But oh, anyway, guys, for this year's, uh, for this week's book club, man, <laughs> book club. <laughs> Let's go into a song break, though. Go UNC. <laughs> Get out of here, John. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you.
welcome back to group chat your number one bass covers by dudes named alex station <laughs> that was alex zotek with finding light shout out alex uh so sports guys i think it is time for sports. sports. More yeah. sports. We've kind of been in it already. <laughs> More <laughs> sports. More sports. Okay. Let's keep it with some basketball. Um, Warriors extend their NBA home streak to 50. 50. And Spurs as well. They're at 44 now, I think. 44. They were at 43 going into the Golden State game. But the Warriors take the L at the Spurs. Spurs extending the streak. What they score like seventy points too? It was like seventy nine. It was a really low scoring game. So low. Also, Greg it's crazy. Fun fact: the Warriors have not won in San Antonio since nineteen ninety seven. Tim Duncan was like, where was he? College or high school? I forgot. I forgot. What was it? I don't even what know. What was Duncan drafted? 99, right? But he wasn't in the Spurs. Oh, wow. Pretty much. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. That's and crazy. another fun fact, that was the first time, or that game was the first time Steph Curry got blocked while shooting a three-pointer by something, wow. I forget his first name, Green? Danny? Ever? Danny Green. Yeah. Wow. No, no, not ever. This season, oh. I think. Wow. But come on, out of like seven, 800 attempts... <laughs> That's crazy. And he's not even... He's like 6'3". And Curry also... One one of you sent... I think, Joan, you sent in the group chat... Group chat... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Curry beat Magic Johnson's all-time within mm. just a season? Yep. Yeah, yeah all-time threes for Magic. Curry beat just a season. And also the season, the Warriors had beaten the Spurs once, but this was the repeat matchup. And they're going to play them again. Two more times. Mm-hmm. One more time. One, One more time. What? One more time. One more? Yeah. I think so. Well, the Spurs and Warriors? Yeah. It's two two more games. One two at more. one yeah. at Oakland and one Ooh. back at San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio. It just just to backtrack a little bit, it's not that Magic Johnson was like a notorious like like, like notoriously known shooter. as a three point shooter, but this goes back to what we were talking about, these like legends that mm-hmm. you know are household names and mm-hmm. we're watching these these like we're watching these young guys just break shatter shatter their records like it's insane yeah it is two more times that they're playing the Spurs well yeah those, those two teams are like on fire this year wait a second wait a second what Jack you were wrong yep <laughs> <laughs> fact so, check he knew but he just wanted to make sure that I think we I'm do. like I want the Warriors to beat the record so bad. I'm like, nah, they can't be playing. Them <laughs> no, two the Warriors more actually have like a really serious like rest of the year when it comes to their schedule. They play like Portland a few times, which is one of the teams that actually beat them um, earlier in the season. They play the Mavs, I think, like two more times. They couldn't afford to lose the Lakers. They couldn't. They that, could not afford to do that. With if the they schedule they've break, got coming up, if they don't break the record, that would be the game that people look back to, like. And now they're at seven losses, and they can only lose two more to beat the record. Yeah, I, I think they could still have it. They could still do it for yeah. sure. But it's gonna be that, tough. Yeah, it's crazy. Because I, I give them, I give them one more loss to the Spurs when they go back to the Spurs at home. But that's still, you know, that's eight losses. They still have one more loss to play with. But yeah. Also, I read, as I, I didn't know this before, but Lamarcus Aldridge after. The Spurs lost to the Warriors the first time this season. He deleted his Twitter. 
<laughs> wait, wait, who? Aldridge. Aldridge, he, that's great. Yeah, he had five points in that game, two of nine shooting, but then he deleted his Twitter and his Instagram, and his scoring average increased from just over 15 points per game to 22. So, Ooh. I mean, take notes, guys. Just delete your Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. I saw, we saw LeBron James uh, go dark, as he would say, quote-unquote, go dark every uh, postseason that he won the championship. Oh, wow. True. So he, would, he deleted his Twitter and his Instagram and everything for the playoffs, the two championships he won. Also, I saw a quick like, rumor that... <laughs> LeBron supposedly unfollowed the Cavs today on Twitter. So, oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> that's big. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta fact check this. This is breaking news. That is big if it's true. We need to have a, a recurring segment called LeBron Back to Miami, where every week we just catch up on his like subliminal shots. Yes, you saw. It, uh, so the Heat played the Cavs a couple nights ago. And the Heat killed the Cavs, but before the game, LeBron like hugged Eric Spolstra for the first time since he's been at Cleveland. Like he went and hugged all the assistant coaches for the first time. Wow! And uh, yeah, he's he's coming back, guys. He's coming back. To <laughs> That's it. Dude, I honestly, I would, I might cry if he comes back <laughs> on the show <laughs> live. But yeah, let, let's go back to the Spurs and. The Warriors. I saw this stat. I was watching ESPN sometime last week, and ESPN VP, BPI has the Spurs winning the championship over the Warriors, forty-four percent to the Warriors thirty-nine. Crazy. That was before this game that happened where the Spurs won, which is insane. But that's mostly because of Kawhi Leonard, who. <laughs> If you guys don't know, has a 94 million contract with the Spurs. Yet, supposedly, according to this article, <laughs> my dude uses coupons for wings. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you guys think about that? He's a I smart man. It, man. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> He's on the same team as Tim Duncan, who still wears like, <laughs> Walmart polos. He has Jansport book bags. He wears yeah. Jansport book bags and like Dickies pants. Like, no, that is true, man. Yeah. It's for the love of the game. These are right. smart men, guys. I mean, yeah. really. you can ask Joao. I'm, I'm pretty cheap. I, I, I don't have $94 million. <laughs> but I would imagine that no matter, I would like to think at least, no matter how much money any of us make, we would at least retain at our core i mean if he grew up he grew up very differently than all of us he oh, really man. knows the value of a dollar <laughs> Dude, I don't know, he's not man. he's not wasting any of it kev already openly has told me that he's been trying to stunt since birth <laughs> like we had this conversation already like kev already told me he's like dude i'm trying to get like I'm trying to get the money i'm trying to be out here six swimming pools yeah man <laughs> but it's not just that supposedly he has like an older 90s or probably even before that truck that he still uses was that like his first car or something probably oh. i'm not sure but maybe dude 94 we were just talking about joanna cespedes the other day <laughs> that had a new car for like a week and a half every day and this guy really makes that guy look like a 
douchebag. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. <laughs> like, knew how, yeah, that was crazy. If, if you if you didn't hear it, like, it was the last show we did, right? Mm-hmm. Episode, so. episode seven? Episode eight. eight. Go back and listen to episode eight. Hilarious segment. Plug. <laughs> Dude had, he had a Batmobile no, that he brought yeah. to practice. To spring practice. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that that just shows you two completely different mindsets types of players, and, yeah. mindsets, lifestyles, and yeah. yeah, and both amazing at their respective mm-hmm. sport. Both superstars. Um, Kawhi Leonard, all star this year. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. But are you guys telling me that regardless of what money you had, if you had a coupon for wings, <laughs> you wouldn't use it? Like if you had it, why not use it? I, I don't guess. know. Man. I wouldn't even, It'd like, be different. Like he's not like hoarding coupons. No, like, do like, we know that? It was something where. <laughs> No, I think it was that he had like this book of coupons, from, like Wingstop or something. Yeah, so it is. and he lost it or something like that, and he like he demanded they give him like, no, give me his, my book like back. coupons back. <laughs> well, that's that's where the money comes in. He demanded. Oh, that's great. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to hate on it. I don't know that no, I would do that, but it's so dope. It's yeah. so dope. Kawhi Leonard is the embodiment <laughs> of like the anti superstar, and it's so dope. Mm-hmm. But really, though, I was reading this article on Kawhi because um, people say he his improvement since he joined, like since he entered the league, is like unprecedented. Like he went mm-hmm. from not only was he a low draft pick from like a really small school. Uh, but just his ascension has been so ridiculous that it people have been trying to figure out why he's uh, like top five best players at the moment yeah and probably number one best two-way player. All, all around mm-hmm. player mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's 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 amazing he, uh finals mvp shut down lebron we all remember that mm-hmm. right yeah I was reading this article, which was basically trying to get to the bottom of why he has gotten as good as he's gotten. Basically, he went through a an advanced analytically based regimen where a lot of it is still kind of kept under wraps, like the, the specifics of what he went through. But basically, they did. It's it's based on all of this new. Um, all these new studies about how muscles work and how which muscles you use for which movements and how to prevent certain injuries and whatnot and his whole regimen is based on uh his he he works out his muscles in 360 degrees which is to say whereas most nba players will do like let's say squats so that they can jump high and that jumping is you're using one certain motion it's like a unilateral motion of your you know your knees extending one way and mm-hmm. you going straight up he works out jumping sideways <laughs> he, he works out jumping sideways backwards so, like you know not just vertically so he he works out his muscles in every possible way so that whenever he does have to anything he wants to do his body will react accordingly and if and his balance, they say, is the best balance in the NBA. So I can see that he is just as strong going left as he is going right, as he is going back, as he is stopping and starting. And it's because they they've targeted his muscles with these like very specific workouts. Wow. It's crazy. I'm totally underselling it. The way that the, this article is, it's on I ESPN. Wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're underselling it. You're doing a pretty good yeah, job, dude. <laughs> no, man. It's I, but it's even Could crazier. It's no, it's even crazier because they 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 hooked them up to all these machines to like figure out exactly like what 
like which leg is weaker, you know, and then they worked out that leg to get it just perfectly as strong as the other leg. So basically, he's not yeah. gonna sustain any crazy like random non-contact injury anytime soon. Yeah, you basically, much, he's a superhero. You know yeah. how much that shit costs? That's why he's broke. With coupons. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole treatment cost ninety million dollars. He only had ninety-four. <laughs> suddenly, uh, but no, Kawhi Leonard, great player. And yeah. speaking of money and sports and class, Adam LaRoche had something interesting happen. Kev? Class. Yeah. You guys know Adam LaRoche? Mm-hmm. Probably not, but <laughs> not in a bad way. But he's a first baseman of White Sox. Or was of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, White Sox. He's, been, he's been around the league. I think he played for Pittsburgh and a few other teams, but he's a good hitter. He's a lefty. You just pretty much knew what you were going to get from him every year. But there's a big controversy right now revolving his sudden retirement. So, basically, to make it a little short, Adam LaRoche would bring his son every single day to spring training camp to the point where he had his own locker in the locker room. And I guess he was told by one of the coaches or managers, um, dude, you need to cut down bringing your son in. Uh, and there's like this whole quote where the um, the manager saying like 100% is way too much, which is how you're bringing him. You probably shouldn't even have him here. 50% I think is a lot. So find like a range between those two and where you can bring them. And I guess Adam LaRoche said, like, fuck that. I really care about my family. And if you're not willing to, like, have him here, I'll just retire early. And, yeah, so that happened. And it was sudden. And this caused a lot of ruckus because there's a, a few arguments about it. One is that some players are saying that this is happening to him because he is Adam LaRoche. Obviously, you guys didn't know who he was, but you guys know Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey used to be like a, a, a locker room baby. His father was a superstar major league player, and he used to, he like basically grew up around major leaguers, and they're saying like that would, no one would ever tend Ken Griffey Sr. to like not bring Junior in. Yeah. That's one thing. Another thing is that. Um, in their whole like team and whatnot organization they shouldn't allow that to like get out to the media like that should have been handled on there and like now this kid is like at home seeing himself all over the ESPN and MLB network because when I got on last week that's all they were talking about and basically saying that because also the manager didn't say like oh that's that was our decision but then later on he was saying like oh some players didn't want him there so it's getting you know ugly like pointing fingers and this is pretty ugly i've got a question though why retire and not just go to a different team well it's also not a hundred percent like finished no yeah it's it's still like an ongoing thing okay where they're trying to figure out what to do contractually too maybe he's not a lot of no but here's the thing i I just found this out like a day ago that 
before Adam LaRoche signed a contract with the White Sox, he had them agree to like let his son come every day. Like that was part of his contract to give permission to the kid to be there. Like basically the kid was part of his contract for 14 million per year. Like I will come play for you if you allow my kid to train with us and spend time with me because he's like a big family man and whatnot. But now it's almost like they're breaking their contract and that's why he wants to leave. But yeah, so that's that's a big thing going on right now. But yeah, um, the Mets, Ruben Tejada, which we talked about a couple of times, which is the player from the Mets that got his leg broken during yep. the playoffs last year. By Chase Utley. By yep. Chase Utley. Yeah, we got to mention his name all the time just to, <laughs> to bring hate on him. Um, Wait, what was it? The, what was the slide rule that they just put in? Oh, that's right. The bona fide. Bona fide slide. <laughs> See, if they would have had the bona fide slide rule in. But pretty much the Mets waved him and he's out. And I was seeing reports that he might be going to the Yankees, but this morning... When I woke up, I put the MLB network and I seen him training with the Cardinals. So he wow. found a new home. Which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we also talked about a few episodes back, like episode seven about steroids. Yeah. So did you guys see Maria Sharapova? I saw it on ESPN. So supposedly she failed a drug test on the Australian Open. And she quickly got and like addressed it in public and basically apologizing and saying it was her fault. And she was, what's that drug? Melodonin? Yeah. That she was on. And it's a drug that just got recently banned in the in US Open. It's, a or it's just a steroid? It's a the performance open. enhancer? It's like a per- performance enhancer. But what's crazy is that supposedly the drug is a drug that you get medicated for for like no more than like four to five weeks and supposedly she was on it for 10 years jeez so i don't even that just sounds like it's not even healthy for her like she was using it maybe because she was seeing improvements in her game or whatever but she probably got addicted yeah that goes back to to what you were saying that the steroids are having addictive qualities to them yeah probably once you're hooked on it you yeah feel so much better that it, it's hard to go back well not just psychologically but physically physically yeah physically like you could go through withdrawals without it so but yeah it was pretty interesting because i kind of i was wondering the same but do you guys think because all right all this thing had uh this happened and it's kind of blown over like you don't even hear about it anymore do you think this it would have the same outtake if this was Serena Williams, the man? <laughs> Serena Williams. Yeah, I think so. You think just because of the confirmation bias, just because that way people would be like, "Ah, oh, that see, that's yeah, that's why <laughs> there's no way she was that good and that Without ripped that. and that stacked and like that powerful and blah blah blah." So I feel like the confirmation bias would have definitely amplified it. Mm. But I think with this story, it's people were just more so like surprised. Like, oh, right. I was really? surprised myself. Yeah. So and then stack on top of that, that is tennis. 
like this it's, is it's crazy. Gonna blow We've over. been finding yeah. out like this crazy shit about tennis that like they've been <laughs> cheating yeah. pretty much this whole time. But yeah, let's let's go. Football just ended, but another retirement. Megatron. I like this one. I like this one a lot because he's he's a big name. At age thirty. Age thirty, dude. At age thirty, yeah. It feels like every show we're talking about another so football far, player yeah, like the last who retires three or young. Four shows. No, this is great, man. Bring awareness to the sport and and what kind of physical toll it has on you. Thirty is a good age to to retire, especially for wide receiver. But he has so much game middle. in him still, though. Not saying that he should. Yeah, but, but he's a smart man. Like yeah. I hope that the the career expectancy rate for football players mm-hmm. just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I wouldn't be surprised if in like 20 years it's like college football where you play four years and that's it like i would love that because then they could live the rest of their lives as healthy as possible and this is coming from a, i enjoy football i enjoy watching football i know it's it's the dumbest thing i do to like sit down and watch and enjoy <laughs> men like <laughs> practically kill each other <laughs> but you know I, I i hope people just start retiring earlier and earlier and that won't necessarily it's looking like a trend right now yeah we might keep seeing it every year and and it's important because megatron was if not the best receiver at, at one of the top right now top five like, in the last yeah you know decade or however you want to however you want to look at it so this is a big deal and hopefully other people start to kind of follow that path but not everyone's got like multi-million dollar deals like he does that he could just retire there yeah exactly <laughs> some people just so. have to do it to keep getting paid did, did he ever uh why did he say he was retiring he never like blatantly gave a reason or he just it's called the quits yeah he was dealing with some injuries leading up to now but i don't know man it's so it's weird it's just weird like he's he's a face of the nfl you know to see him retire is like it just makes you wonder like why it's the same way when barry sanders retired people are like damn he was like a like in his prime yeah they're like, connecting Meg- it to that yeah yeah like, similar to that. megatron literally just had a legendary season two years ago or like mm-hmm. right two years yeah. ago he had like that record-breaking season mm-hmm. do you see the you see the do you see the trend there though they both played for detroit was, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious though and think about it that you're the 30, cold and all that not just that but I, well they play indoors but but not just that it's he wasn't gonna win anytime soon like they weren't gonna win a championship he was under contract they weren't gonna trade him true why not just retire at 30 instead of play two or three more years in Detroit with, you know, people from the players from Detroit? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> argument. Because we see Tom Brady doing extensions because he feels like he's yeah. going to win. <laughs> and he's in great shape because he's got a great team that protects him. And, and, you know, every one of those, like, he's just cutting through the middle. You know, the, the way Megatron plays, there's literally no positive to him him staying in the league and, and staying mm-hmm. in Detroit. Maybe you want to retire there and he just knows that staying two extra years isn't going to make a difference. Right. They're not going to be Super Bowl contenders. What do you think, Jack? I, I don't know if the Detroit thing was it, but <laughs> I'm just glad that players are smartening up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for sports yeah, this week. Let's go for sports. If that was you, a quick sports segment this this episode. Yeah, I mean, if you if you hated sports, <laughs> you probably hate this whole episode show so far. So far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as Jack likes to say, more to come. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get into book love after quick song break. Be right back. chat your number one station for solo projects of grammy award-winning producers Ooh, that was 17 who are 17 that was steve lacy with that's no fun so guys it is time for book club, book club. <laughs> why is my voice so raspy <laughs> so we got back from commercial for those of you who don't know actually uh book club is a segment we're doing it's so funny, Jack. <laughs> Guys, it's it's we're recording later than usual, so please excuse tired. all the giggling. We're tired. Um, but book club is just a segment that we started a while back, and we basically assign either a movie or an album or anything at all, aside from books, <laughs> and we give you the week to to Soon check it out. It'll be just books. Yeah, it'll just be <laughs> books when we exclusively talk about politics. Right. <laughs> but. Yeah, we just something we can watch together during the week and just kind of have a full on conversation about it. And the intention is for you guys to watch it as well so that we can talk about it openly, not really 
you know, regarding spoilers and, you know, we're going to be careful about that, but we want to be able to talk about this as openly as possible. And hopefully I did a good job <laughs> at explaining all of this, but we, thank good you. Job, thank you. And now also, since we're going every other week, at least for now, you also have more time to listen as do no we. excuses, which <laughs> now, Hey, we can start assigning albums and, and maybe TV shows. You guys want to binge on Netflix for two weeks? I think that's enough time. I don't know, but we're just going to have fun with it, and hopefully you follow us along. This week, we watched Full Metal Jacket by uh, Kubrick, right? Mm-hmm. Stanley. Mr. Stan. Kev's Choice. Yeah. Kev, why don't you tell Sounds us? like a award show. Kev's Choice Award. Kev's Choice Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, oh, man, we should have that. Kev's Choice Award. <laughs> starting starting next, next year. Kev's starting. Choice Award. <laughs> So what was the uh, what was the movie about, Kev? Yeah, but basically the movie, <laughs> um, it's about two dudes, you know, no. <laughs> just a couple bros, a couple bros <laughs> hanging a nom, <laughs> soaking up some sun, blowing hookers, and- just chilling. <laughs> but the movie is a, it's a war, it's a war movie that begins with, in the story of one guy, pretty much, and well, there's a, a bunch of dudes, but. <laughs> Based on one dude's, I'm saying dudes too much, take on their training and in the U.S. Marines, getting ready, prepared for the Vietnam War. Yeah. Basically, it's a war movie. That's yeah, all you movie. need to really know. And, and he's a journalist, and his name was Jokester, right? Or Prankster, Joker? Joker. Joker. Jokester. Yeah. Joker. Oh, Something original. like that. Yeah. But yeah, he's a journalist, Actually, and <laughs> he flies to Vietnam, and he's part of the... People that capture the war scene in yeah. Vietnam. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all. Pretty much it. Need to know. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? Uh, I did not like this movie. Me either. Uh, really? Yeah, I thought it was poorly written. I don't know what the mm. craze was. I'm sure for its time, but even then, like good storytelling is just timeless, and mm-hmm. the storytelling was not good. It felt like two separate movies to me. And they should have stuck with the first one. And yeah. this, <laughs> this movie got supposedly like best screenplay. The year it came out, yeah, which is crazy. Taste was I don't know if I see it either. I would be honest, but they got it. And Southlast, you've been kind of quiet. <laughs> yeah, I don't, why, why is he holding back right now? All right, let me go first because I don't really have way too much to say, to say about the actual movie, mm-hmm. but it's just really funny because your reactions and your, I guess, like your take on it are a hundred percent in line with most people, which is they say that they love the first half of the movie and they hate Whoa, the second half. I did not say I loved the first half. Jack, you said it I was said the it best was movie you've ever seen in your life. Correct. <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. Five no, stars. But. No, but the first the first half was better. It was more consolidated, made more sense. It was a little cliche, especially the ending. But yes, mm-hmm. anyway, continue. Well no, that's just very much in line with most people who watch the movie. Um, have you guys seen 2001? Yeah. Did you like it? Was that Space Odyssey? Space Odyssey, oh, yeah. I it's on the list. To say I like it, I can't even answer because I don't even know what I watched, honestly. Right. It was such a weird and bizarre movie. Right. That's full Not in jacket? a bad way. No, 2001. 2001. Oh, 2001. Okay. So I, I asked that because Kubrick is going to Kubrick. Right, well... I was also going to like say at some point, I really like Clockwork Orange. I really like yeah. The Shining. Mm-hmm. He's a great director. 
Yeah. This did not feel like a Kubrick movie to me. Yeah. Mm. Well, with with The Shining, The Shining was a book. So from a storytelling perspective, you know, the, it's a lot more traditional. Uh, Kubrick had, he was obsessed with mastering different techniques and then breaking those rules. So this movie was just about him breaking storytelling techniques uh like you know the the standard three act uh concept that still to this day holds true in most movies yeah um so he i mean if you guys notice like all of the like there were all these fades between Mm -hmm. major scenes so after he uses the fades probably the best out of yeah i mean after uh shoots himself it's like this huge moment and then there's like a fade out and then it fades back in and it's like nothing you know it's like the next it's almost like the he it's almost like these short stories it's not what i've read is that the movie shouldn't be taken as one movie it should be taken as three short films with recurring characters and but it's the characters aren't they kind of are recurring, but not really at the same time, you know? It's, right. It's weird. And they don't evolve. The Joker doesn't evolve at all. I don't like him at all. He's <laughs> not a horrible character. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked him in the beginning, uh, and then he kind of conforms to the rest of the his uh, his peers when they start, you know, beating up on Pyle. And, and I don't know, he just wasn't a likable character, and I don't like the fact that the story was told through, ultimately, his perspective. He has no... Even at the end... It, he's just emotionless and he just jokes around about everything and I get that that's his character but mm-hmm. the people that they surrounded this quote unquote protagonist with were just generic unappealing characters unmemorable unmemorable yeah mm-hmm. I agree I mean I guess to, f- to finish my point I think that's kind of I almost want to play devil's advocate and try to find the value in the movie where I'm not gonna watch this movie ever again. You know, it's not like a movie I'm ever gonna come back to. But it dragged out so much in the second half. I know, and I and I like I really I just really want to understand why it has the acclaim that it does. Um, And maybe it's you know Kubrick's name, Kubrick bias, you know. But I I did do research and I did find interesting things. I mean. I think this movie is more so like uh, uh, a cinematic technique uh, rebellion for Kubrick than anything else. I don't. I, I agree with you. Like the story is pointless. Like I don't. I, it's just. It seems really empty to me. Like a lot of the movie just seems, yeah. especially like the second half, it was just like empty and just for sure. no emotion. Yeah, there was like no weight to it. Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> No, but but then I then I researched it because I do I do like that we picked a movie that is on the older side and there has been so much time for people to analyze it mm-hmm. and study it and I have found almost like redeeming qualities. I mean, I think the 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 fact that it does seem so pointless and kind of random at times is on purpose. And the reason I say that, but that doesn't mean it's good. There's other movies that have that. Like Palo Alto, one of my favorite movies, 
has that kind of like almost feeling purposeless, but it's done in a really well done way. Yeah. And to me, this didn't feel like it. No, I, you know, I'm not going to disagree with you, dude. I think I just, I mean, what, like, I just, there is some pretty cool stuff as far as how he uses composition for thematic uh, purposes. Like, there's like the, the the final scene when they're walking and with like the burning uh, buildings in the background mm-hmm. uh just like little subtle things like he'll have usually like the first thing they teach you in film school is movement should most of the time be left to right to show progress in a movie characters are walking somewhere you they usually move from left to to the right from the left side of the frame to the right side of the frame and the the scene starts with them all moving as a unit as a unit from the left to the right and then out of nowhere like randomly it switches up and they're walking right to left with the same buildings in the background but they're continuing the same conversation so it may, it, the way that it's edited and cut it's like really unsettling cuz it's like okay where are they going and i think that's the whole point of the movie was that the vietnam war was pointless and random mm. and uh and he he uses stuff like that just to like to make commentary about unclear objectives and the pointlessness of war in general and that's kind of the best that i got from researching it and kind of trying to think about it in a cinematic point of cinematic point of view but with all that said overrated <laughs> <laughs> yeah Good film elements uh, kind of support other film ele- uh, elements, or man, it's it's like they they elevate other elements, right? Good good elements. So if if something else would have stuck out, like at least Jesus, like good acting, if that would have stuck out, then then I would have noticed the cinematography and I would have noticed all of these other things. But because I was so just nothing was really working for me. And what you brought up, it's a shame because that's actually really cool. And if the, and if that dialogue was intriguing, or if or if any other film element or mechanic worked for me, I would have noticed these things and probably appreciated it a lot more. But because it maybe he accomplished the job a little too well, right? Everything was just flat for me. What do you think? Yeah, Kev, we haven't heard from you. What do you think? Yeah, I had little problem with like the overall acting and whatnot. I didn't like any of the characters. Pile specifically like i had a hard time just because he's in the beginning of the movie and you see him and it was almost like over dramatizing everything he did and it was it almost comes off as like bad acting it's not that it was just average or decent it just came off as like bad but in a way again like playing the devil's advocate with it those shots were like almost Kubrick iconic shots like there's several shots where they'll zoom in in his face when he's like mad or showing emotion and it just took me back to like The Shining and that iconic shot that everyone knows and, and it's clockwork orange yeah that it's like typical Kubrick shot yeah like zoom in here's Johnny like all the face and teeth out showing anger and emotion to the point where like I wasn't mad at it, but it was still, like, not good. It, it's weird. It sounds contradictory and everything, but I did like, 
for the most part, the shooting and composition and what he achieved during those training shots. Not so much once they went to Vietnam. The training shots were awesome. They were. I, that, I was hooked uh, early on in the film during that segment. So that, like you guys, I really, if I had to choose um, the best part of the movie, it would probably be the first half or first third, third of the movie. Um, yeah, so like the shots, the writing... I don't know. It, it was just really cliche, but I don't know if it was at the time. Although cliche might always be cliche. <laughs> I don't really know the rules of cliche, but because we gotta like think like this was a movie thirty years ago, was it? Eighteen eighty-seven. So almost thirty years. That maybe at the time this it was maybe more groundbreaking and the way that he set up the what you were mentioning about the breaking up the story into three different short stories not just one overall movie and as I was like to me like the last I would say third or almost the last half it wasn't entertaining at all I was like falling off it was dragging but then the ending I think they're singing the Mickey Mouse song. I was like, holy shit. That like woke me up again. Like that is so brilliant. That is so random. And it's not spoiling it or anything, but pretty much they're like marching at the end of the movie, getting out of the area they had just cleared out, I guess. And the entire force is like singing M-I-C-K-E-Y, Mickey Mouse, some Mickey Mouse song. Which is, like, hilarious to me. I don't know. but I don't really know much history about Mickey Mouse, but it probably ties in with something there. But that I thought was brilliant. But other than that, I would say the movie is somewhat overrated. I don't see it as one of the greatest movies of all time or anything like that. I feel like for a Vietnam movie, there's even better Vietnam movies. There's True. Apocalypse Now. I, don't, I haven't seen that. There's... Uh, Speaking of Apocalypse Now, uh, Jillian, my girlfriend, saw Willem Dafoe on the train last uh, yesterday, which was pretty crazy. Willem Dafoe uh, played, uh, he was Green Goblin in the first Spider-Man, remember? Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, and he was, was in Grand like, Budapest Hotel, and oh, he sure. was in, an, uh, awesome. he was like one of the main characters awesome. in Apocalypse Now. i just seen that dude in like a commercial, and he's playing Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> him, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you you probably know, like, it, Apocalypse Now is another one of those movies that are kind of built in pop culture. You know, the, the shot of like, the dude yelling, and he like kneels while he's getting shot, and he's like... Mm. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and also with the Mickey Mouse thing, basically the theory is that the Mickey Mouse club TV show was really popular in the 60s when this was set, you know, mm-hmm. during the war. And it also kind of reflects, like, the soldier's innocence being lost. Oh, wow. Yeah. You see, that was good. Like, I, I didn't know any of this, but when I heard it, I was like, I'm sure this is, like, brilliant. Felt and it. it works. Yeah, it was just weird, but... I would have, uh, I'd love to just point out, I the, the repetitive nature of the beginning of the film, I would have loved that. If the whole film was just, it would have sh- mm. would have shined on that, 
that kind of uh, military lifestyle where it was just going through the same routines, but something was different every day. And like there was right. slow character development and that grind. I would have loved it, watching a whole movie of that to accumulate I to like the, the end of like emotions like just. And that's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, it was something else, which would have been fine if. And it, it was, was great. I, and I think yeah. I really liked it because I was going to ask you this. Like, I don't think you guys or any of you guys have been to the military or anything, but our generals like that funny. Because he was straight, like, roasting people <laughs> the entire, like, ten Well, it was minutes. just his day job. He really wanted to be a stand-up comic. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was hilarious. And, like, in that repetitive nature of the beginning of the film, they would, like, go into their, what do you call that? Their doom, their dorm. Their barracks. Their barracks, yeah. And the general would go in and just get at it with some stupid kid for doing a mistake and he'll go on like two minute rant of jokes and yeah i really dug that yeah but that would make like the movie a comedy and it wasn't supposed to be yeah (laughs) just a movie of like through the general's perspective like (laughs) prepping all his notes and writing down all his jokes before like confronting (laughs) confronting these kids every night and just like he's like writing that jimmy is fat okay what can i say about jimmy being fat Oh, there's a there's a rough one, and it's it's really a, a crazy story because he's a comedic at heart, but he's got to put on this front in yeah. front of these kids. It'd be a very heartwarming <laughs> tale. Should have gone that route. <laughs> but that pretty much wraps it up, I think. And yeah. we'll we'll assign the next book club at the end of the show. But we'll take a song break right now. And we'll be right back. Coochie. I think there must be some mistake. Safe, safe is and the eight case hits away from shotgun shells and cold cases. Sway pink Janoskis, no laces. Black jeans faded face by faces. Them haters speak greatness like it's opposite day in the days in. Bold statements get the crisp pine strap over shoulder like smoking aces. This show is a no show, Satan, the gold's faceless. Nigga, I ain't seen them show bold greatness. I ain't seen them do shit. Nah. Trying to move away because it's hard for him to stay When you gotta go go to poke at amazement He was talking to smoke and bro based it And he ain't been the same since Yeah, came home with a blade stroke on his face But wait, he ain't trust no soul So no soul was the safest I hold him close patient till he come back That's real shit I'm not worried about the shot shot at my jersey How they opt in to hurt me I Oreo these niggas MCs Cotton the flurry Cold beats take them out with no heat Like it's Papa Murphy's Top docs is not worthy I pop birdies like badminton just tripping with no baggage for that ass whipping But Grady was like, relax, pimping So think my main nigga, we taking change Nigga, I ain't changed, nigga 
Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. To your number one station for songs that have the word bohemian. Oh, jeez, I'm I'm reaching. I'm reaching at this point. <laughs> that was Javon, that the last bohemian. Uh So, before we uh say our goodbyes, guys, we have one more little bit piece of tech news. So, Kevin, run us through it real quick. Yeah, as Javon is calling it the snooze fest that happened. New the- keynote new keynote with apple they announced the new iphone se no number attached to it it's gonna be a four inch screen phone which is the same as the five yeah same as the five but it has the specs of the iphone 6s so it's pretty powerful for a small phone for those those who think the six and the six uh plus or whatever it's called are too big too big yeah Yeah. so they're, they're trying to get to that little piece of the market they also announced a smaller ipad pro with the same stats of the ipad pro we got but just a smaller screen 9.7 inches which is interesting because i thought the word the fact that it was an ipad pro was because it was so the size yeah yeah me too but i guess not i guess it's the power of it yeah. and all you could do with it and more bands for your iWatches if you own one bling bling Yo, this oh, so they brought the boring. they brought the 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 prices down to fifty bucks. Oh god! So you you might see more people with it. <laughs> if you couldn't afford it before, you still can. It's only a fifty dollar <laughs> drop. <laughs> oh man, Apple is so boring. It's been so long since they did anything that got me excited. But whatever. So next week's book club. This week's the, 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 these next two weeks upcoming upcoming book club. Uh, episode 10 episode 10's book club <laughs> is a film called Francis Ha so Francis ah! <laughs> <laughs> he got excited I know a bomb back uh, Francis Ha is a smaller film indie film uh, came out in 2013 I believe and it swept all of the film festivals and and it just I mean it did great and I've been wanting to see it for a really long time because a lot of people that I respect and I watch their movie reviews and whatnot. Love the film. So. Also, I mentioned Lola Kirk and Mr. America at the beginning of the show. Yeah. And that's also directed by him. So. Oh, there you go. I'm excited to watch it also. It's all tied up together. Yeah. So, full circle. So, Francis Ha, check it out. Plug um, time? Plug time. Where can we find that movie? Where can we find Francis Ha? Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Cool. So. Plug time plug time oh real quick uh juan you briefly mentioned it guys everybody make sure you tune in on sundays and watch girls uh featuring our favorite actor here on the show adam Adam driver Driver. who was in a small film this past year called uh, star wars maybe you've heard of it even smaller than francis hot yeah, yeah Small and Francis only made a billion dollars for uh, Disney. Correct. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a the, that was a film fest darling. It was that little film <laughs> Star Wars? Cinderella. Couldn't even win a oh yeah award. Right. Oh, could have won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> right? How? How? Oh man, it was limited by its budget, guys. <laughs> these, <laughs> these smaller films need to get noticed, guys. <laughs> That's, oh, that's why Hollywood is so messed up. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. So now actual plug tone. Actual plug tone, guys. Uh, Kev, why 
why don't you sing us where we can find you? You can find me at Simo Cat on everything. Simo Kev on everything. On everything. On everything. Alright, Jack, where can we find you? Imagination, detonation on IG. And ID plus NYC on Twitter. Sounded like Bob Dylan, bro. (laughs) I guess that's a compliment. Yeah, that's gonna sound awesome auto tuned. I've always wanted to auto tune. You mean as it is auto tuned? Oh, yeah, we have the auto tune machine right here. Click, click. Joan? Uh, really quick, breaking the the, the music. I know. This guy. I know. Watch Girls on Sunday. Bit you of a already snooze. said it. <laughs> well, I'm plugging everything. I've got it all in my head. i got to get it all out, okay? Bit of a snooze fest the last episode. The people who saw it will know what I'm talking about. Uh, when this episode airs, Batman vs. Superman will have already been out. Curious to see boo, what you guys think. Boo. Let us know. Email Go us home, at... Plug your thing and get out. What's our email, Jack? Email us at... One, two, three, four, group chat at Gmail. Ask us any questions. Did the film suck? Was it good? When are we going to start getting small, intimate superhero films again? When can that happen sometime? When Kawhi Leonard can star in one. Deadpool. When Kawhi Leonard stars in one. Um, also, last thing. That's it. You can find me at Juan Gonzalez27 on both Twitter and Instagram. Follow 1234 on 1234Creations uh, on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Thank you so much, Daniel. Everyone involved. Thanks, Daniel DRTs. Follow him on everything. Joao. He's a great singer. You can find me uh, on everything. <laughs> Soft glass. S O F T G L A S. You always forget your name. Dude, it's hard, man. I have like seven different identities. I'm, I'm going through something. I have an identity crisis. <laughs> and that was episode nine. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you in two weeks. Yep. On group chat. Peace. Later.